Welcome to Jewish Audio Theater with your host, Heshi Rizel. Yosef is traveling through a very dangerous lightning storm to warn Velvel and his family. The horse was spooked by the thunder. It was jumping sideways, kicking. Yosef was almost thrown off the horse. But Yosef knew what to do. With his right hand, he pulled hard to the right, causing the horse to circle to the right. And then he pulled the reins to the left. Now the horse was circling to the left. But most important, Yosef was able to get the horse to focus on Yosef's commands and not the noise that spooked him. Yosef then patted the horse in the head and then began to sing to him. As the horse calmed down, Yosef began to steer the horse forward, all the while singing a nigger. And now, the exciting conclusion of the Midnight Marriage. At first, Yosef traveled on the high ground to avoid sudden flash floods, but it was a slower path traveling through the forest. After a while, the rain began to ease, and Rabbi Yosef decided to head back to the main road. The nobility ordered the sheriff to hire many men to cut trees and bushes far away from the roads as a way to prevent bandits from surprising unsuspecting travelers. Help! Stay where you are! Yosef pulled on the reins to stop the horse. He thought, bandits. He knew the bandits were either peasants or ex-soldiers that were out of a job. He could now see, off to the left, a few men on horses. We didn't expect anyone to ride tonight with this heavy rain. You took the high road into the forest as we did. How unlucky for you. We are collecting highway toll, pay, or you cannot continue. I have no money. Listen, listen, I'm, I'm an emergency. I need to get to the next tavern near Kovnit is an emergency. Too bad. We all have emergencies to, to feed our families. Yosef took a chance. I am making this dangerous journey to warn a family that Matas Kaslowskis is about to come to throw them out. We all hate the nobility. You bandits are, are good people. Either you are poor peasants slaving for them and get barely anything in return for your family or you are uh, an ex-soldier released from private military. No money. You can understand. At least let me go warn these people about the Kozlowskis. We all hate the nobility, but your problem is not mine. If I could stop any plans of the Kozlowskis family, it will give me some satisfaction. Leave him to me. Follow me, Joe. The forest is thick. You cannot try to ride away from me, because I will shoot you. You ride in front of me. I will check this out and get Tavern to pay the toll. We'll meet tomorrow night, man. Reb Yosef's heart was racing. What did this bandit really have in mind? The bandit suddenly spoke up. I know shortcut to the tavern, Reb Joseph. Yosef kept silent. How did this bandit know him? The bandit pulled his hood down and turned to face Reb Yosef. Grigor, what you doing here? It's like you said, Reb Joseph. 
We are peasants with no money for our families. The nobility take all our money from our hard work. I just joined with some of my friends who are, who are no friends to the Jews. They consider Jews partners with the hated Slotcher, but I know this not to be true. Velvel uses my help, gives me nice money, and always gives extra food to bring home to my family. By the way, Red Joseph, don't tell Velvel why I have been coming late to work in the morning. As you can see, Joseph, I've been busy at night. Of course, I will keep your secret. And Grigor, may the God in heaven bless you and your family because of your great deed of kindness that you have done for us tonight. Baruch Hashem, they were now safely at the tavern. So, Joseph, what is your plan? There will be a wedding tonight. Oh, who's going to get married? I don't know yet. Velvel! Velvel! Velvel opened the second-story window above the front entrance. Who is banging on the door this time of night? It's me, Yosef! Velvel, open up! It's an emergency! Velvel ran down the stairs to the door. Yosef, what are you doing out traveling in the night like this? You and your family are in danger. What? Come sit here by the fireplace. Martus Kozlowskis, Martus Kozlowskis wants to make trouble for you. Not surprised. He proposed to marry Sarah yesterday in the tavern, the arrogant Michigana. He left drunk and very angry that we told him no. Well, he convinced his Michigan father to support him to marry Sarah. He was on his way to deliver a letter to you from his father that Sarah had to become a Christian and then to get engaged for marriage. If Sarah refused... Walking up from the distance... If Sarah refused, what? What is this all about, Papa? It's fall, it's getting cold, so why are you here in the middle of this cold and stormy night? It was Hashkuche protest that I was at Yankel's tavern and overheard Martus and his frightful bodyguard friend Victor carry on about marrying Sarah. He has a letter from his father that Sarah must convert and marry Martus or else. Or else what? The whole family gets thrown out, Rachmona Litzlon. He will make sure, through his connections with other magnets, that you will never get another render opportunity if you run away from here. Ay, Rebona Shaloylam, that would turn us into homeless beggars. Mama, Papa, I will never abandon the Torah and convert. Of course, we will say no and trust in Hashem. And even if Sarah says no, which she should, there is nothing to stop this Roshif from actually capturing Sarah against her will, as Shechem did with Dina in the Torah. Just saying no marriage to Matis might not be the best answer. Sareb Yosef, you're a Talmud Chochem. What could we do? We need to have Sarah go to a chuppah, a real chuppah. She needs to get married before Matis shows up. This is what I'm thinking. Of course, when the danger is over, you go to the local Rav in Kovna for a get, a divorce. Hmm, I, I see, I see. Perhaps 
Even the arrogant Matis, who is good Christian, will realize he can no longer marry Sarah and leave. Or the Rasha Matis will be furious and do something evil like harm Sarah and her new husband and, and still kick us out because he did not get his way. Well, there is no one who abuses in this small village. We barely get a minion. Most of the men are married. The single men are either too old or too young. And we can't ask someone to risk their life because who knows what that young, selfish poet would do with a man who took Sarah away from him. Yosef looked down, seemingly embarrassed. In that case, I see no other option. What are you saying, Reb Yosef? I am prepared to be the Hussein. And once the danger is over, we will immediately go to Kovna for a get. Reb Yosef, you already risked your life to ride to the forest during the big storm to warn us. I know your family for many years, Reb I know Sarah since a little girl. I have tutored your two boys. You are all Yirashmayim, always going out of your way to do chesed. Hi, but Yosef, the risk. I am a widower. I have no family. It will be my honor. It is a great mitzvah. May we merit great Yeshua's. Sarah, what do you think? What can I say, Father? Rabbi Yosef is willing to risk his life for us. May we merit a miracle, a Yeshua, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then it is settled. Quick, wake up the Yidden. We need Adam witnesses. We need a wedding as fast as possible. Okay, Beirish, my son, has become an accomplished fiddler. Music we have. Okay, suddenly, I need to get dressed for my midnight marriage. Uh, bring out whatever leftovers we have. The rain stopped, so the chuppah was set up outside on the cobblestone road in front of the tavern. Menachem and Beirish rode out to the Jewish homes nearby. It was hard for all to get up in the middle of the night after a hard day's work, but when the Jewish neighbors heard what the Kozlowskis were up to, they jumped into action to participate in the sudden wedding. Reb Yosef, we have the witnesses. Oi, Shalom Aleichem, the Shoichit Reb Kalinim is hard. Very nice. And Mutcha Levine, who runs the distillery, Yasher Kochachem, for both of you for coming. Everyone was now situated under the chuppah. The chuppah was a tablecloth tied to two broomsticks, two pitchforks, and eagerly held up by Menachem, Beirish, and their two friends. For the Kedushin, Rabbi Yosef made the Birkas Erison over a cup of wine. Yosef took a sip and shared the wine with Sarah through the hands of her mother. Then, Rabbi Yosef took out two objects from his bag. My two silver Shabbos candle holders, Hareat Mikudeshesli, the Sheva Brachos and the Yichud were all performed. Beirish played the fiddle and everyone danced. The late hour of the evening was getting even later. People were sitting at the tables, happy but nervous at the same time, because they were all waiting for Matas to show up. 
Suddenly, the main door to the tavern opened. In walked in a surprised Matis with Victor and a few other rough-looking men. Now I know why the door was not locked. What party am I missing? A late-night party is the best. Matis, what a nice surprise and an honor for us that you could join a celebration of our daughter's wedding. Matis turned red in the face. Who married Sarah and stole my beautiful bride? Reb Yosef stood up and called out, I am the husband. You see, that is why Sarah could not accept your offer the other day. Matis looked at Victor and then pulled out his sword. I will not allow this insult. How do I know that this is just all make-believe? Oh, it's real, Baron. I woke up and watched the whole thing and took notes. I am a journalist back in Krakow, and this will lead into my article. Everyone turned to the speaker. It was Mr. Krasinski, the guest from Poland. Victor whispered into Matis's ears and held the hand holding the sword. Matis, look at the man. He is a white, bearded old man. If the Sarah would rather marry this old, disheveled man over you, Matis, Matis, the Jews are strange, but this girl is really a strange one. You know I like a good fight, Matis. That's why my throat was cut and lost part of my voice. You shouldn't be angry. You should be happy that you did not marry this strange girl and her family. Matis smiled. Victor, for the first time, you actually make sense. Let's go. We will be leaving, everyone. Please take some cake of mine for the road, Matis. Uh, thank you. It was a long silence, and soon everyone smiled and let out a sigh of relief. Thank you, Hakodesh Borchu. And Reb Yosef for your wonderful plan and Mesiras Nefesh. Suddenly, they all heard a gunshot from outside. Reb Yosef looked out the window and saw Grigor still aiming a smoking musket in the direction of Matis and his friends. It was still dark and they could only make out that there was a body lying on the ground next to them. Yosef and Velva ran out the front door. They both had the same alarming thought. What did Grigor do? As they ran closer, they noticed... The, the body, it's a wild boar. It came charging at us from the bushes. I've seen people instantly killed by these ghastly beasts. I'm so sorry. Is everyone okay? This has never happened before. Yes, yes, Kmashka, yes. But these animals are very fast. That... Was a great shot. What is your name? Grigor said there could be litter of baby pigs in bushes that the wild boar was trying to protect. Uh, that is Mushka's concern, not mine or yours. Grigor, I need someone with your skills at the castle and when I am taking long trips. Report to my castle as soon as you can. I will pay you well. You saved my life. Yes, Baron. It will be my honor to serve you. 
Grigor then glanced quickly at Rabbi Yosef, who nodded and smiled and pointed towards the heavens. Grigor responded with a smile. Everyone went on their way. Matis returned back to his castle. Grigor eagerly went back to share his exciting news with his family. And everyone else returned back inside the tavern and collapsed on the chair. Too much drama, too early in the morning, with no sleep the night before. Reb Velvel then went into the kitchen and had a private meeting with his wife and Sarah. Boruch Hashem, danger is over. It is soon time to daven, and then all we have to do is the last thing, is to go to the Rav of Kovna for the divorce. I would like to go to Kavna, but not for a get, but to go as the wife with my husband, Rev Yosef. But Sarah, are, are you sure you want to go with him and stay married to him? He's, he's older than I am. Mama, Rev Yosef is a Tamad Chacham, and he was Messiris Nefesh to save me and the whole family. Of course I want to stay married to Rev Yosef. I feel he is my match, my true Zivig. Sarah and her parents came out of the kitchen and approached Reb Yosef, who was softly singing the Gunim with Berish and Menachem. No, let's daven. We have a busy day. After davening, we will go to Kovna to get a divorce from the Rav. If it's fine with you, Reb Yosef, I would like to go to Kovna as your wife. I want to remain your wife, Reb Yosef. Reb Yosef was shocked. Tears flowed from his eyes. He grabbed Velvel, Beirish, and Menachem, and they all danced like never before. The following year, on the 17th of Tammuz, a baby boy was born to them. He named his son Laib, and added a second name, Saris, after the mother. Yosef explained, You see, my wife, you had the strength to reject a life of wealth and luxury. Your beauty would have been admired throughout Europe, but you chose me, an old man, because you wanted a life of Torah and modesty. So I name our Yingle after you, so that you will be remembered and admired for your true righteousness. Reb Yosef did not live too much longer, so Sarah raised her son on her own with great passion and a zeal for a young lady to learn Torah and to serve Klal Yisrael. Many years later, Rableib Saras was well known as the great rabbi who traveled wherever Jews were in trouble. One day, the Baal Shem Tov became aware of a dangerous situation in a nearby town. As the Besht often declared, They are hidden in trouble. Please send for Rableib Saras immediately. We are in the season of Tuba'av, the Chag that celebrates Shuduchim, God willing, for those who are in need of a Shidduch. 
may you have a sudden midnight marriage. Thank you for listening to Jewish Audio Theater with your host, Heshi Rizal.